0: Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Hi, my name is Ashley and I'm an introvert. Today I have a very special guest joining me on today's episode. I'm a podcast host of Stranger Connections and author of Laughs on Rye um, and Improvisers, excuse me, Improvisers Memoir available on Amazon. And she has a journal also uh, called What Ifs and Why Nots. Please welcome Lisa David Olson. Hi Ashley. How are you? Ashley- uh huh. <laughs> I just said
1: Ashley, Ashley, and I was gonna make a song oh about gosh. being an introvert, but I didn't want to scare you.
0: How are you? How are you doing? How has the pandemic been treating you? It has
1: taught me the reset and the pause, and I never expected that, but that is the truth. That is true. You know, if you can just embrace the the pause in between the stuff, you know, it was kind of that major reset and that's actually what helped me get my podcast going.
0: Oh, awesome. I mean, it has been that for a lot of people. Um, What I've noticed a lot is that we um, have a lot of entrepreneurs uh, coming out of this pandemic as well, just because a lot of people have lost their jobs um, been laid off and, you know, um, trying to make a living. Um, There's a lot of uh, entrepreneurship uh, coming out with, um, Of people starting their own businesses so that's awesome
1: yeah that's true and a lot of coaching sessions a lot of people writing but a lot of people on the opposite side getting stuck you know not feeling not feeling the creative spot not not finding their action you know not finding that groove but and that's okay too because that's what we're learning
0: that's true it is okay um I I guess I want to just get started into this episode and just learn more about you. Um, But first I haven't done this on any of my episodes, which is interesting, but um, I would like to start off by um, asking you, are you an introvert or an extrovert or are you both? I am both with a heavy nod towards
1: extrovert for sure.
0: Okay, cool. Sometimes I, I am heavily an introvert, but sometimes I do have extrovert qualities where I do um, feel like hanging out with uh, people and going out and um, maybe having a drink or you know going to a get-together. But yes, I am mostly an introvert, for sure. OK. Uh, and then I guess my next question is, um, you mentioned in your bio about um, a childhood trauma or, or childhood traumas. Um, Can you tell me a bit about your childhood, basically your upbringing, how you grew up?
1: Yes, and I would love to go back one step and ask you what makes you have the feeling to be an extrovert and what must that be like to be a friend of yours? And you're like, well, let's invite Ashley. We don't know if she'll come. (laughs) Is that the way it
0: is? (laughs) Yes, and it's very, um, I know it's very frustrating for my friends and family because, they won't invite me to a lot of things, but, you know, even if you don't think I'll go, I still like to be invited, which frustrates them even more. So (laughs) (laughs) that (laughs) is a really good
1: thing that people should understand, though. And if you can be bothered about it,
0: that's great. That's so true. I I did. uh, Yeah, I did. Uh, have a conversation with one of my friends, you know? And she's like, well, I know you're not gonna go, so, you know, I don't, you know, invite you. And I'm like, but I still wanna be invited. And she's just like, okay, but you have to understand how I feel. I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> I'm trying, but I'm telling you, but you know, this is how I am. So yeah, it's, it is a constant struggle.
1: Yeah, I think that is, I think it's really good to have those friends that can understand it because chances are great, friends who just run the constant go, probably now do understand your, your situation a little bit better. I'm guessing it'd be a great, great conversation anyway.
0: It would, it would. Um, on one of my episodes, I talked to said friend that I had the uh, conversation with, and she said that, you know, she is definitely more of an extrovert, but, um, she would want to be more of an introvert because, um, you know, although she likes you know, hanging out, she would like that time to herself, but um, she feels like if she doesn't, if she says no to an invitation, she's somehow hurting her friend's feelings. And I feel the complete opposite. So, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's why things like emotional intelligence and doing those Myers-Briggs or whatever they are and learning that, you know, Ashley's got this background and Lisa has this. And I think having that done for work teams and having that discussion is great. Just that you could understand, all right, well, Ashley's not going to come to the potluck, but she, she wants the invite. (laughs) She wants to be included. Ignore it.
0: (laughs) Which I, which I totally um, understand is weird, but it's just, it's a part of who I am. So, you know, if you're a friend of mine, that's something you kind of got to get used to.
1: (laughs) I just think that's bigger than, then people have realized, Ashley, I think you should give it a name because with the pandemic, I think there are a lot more, I guess I'll call it AJs than, than people realize because it, it has changed. You know, they might be afraid to go out because of catching illness or because things aren't open the same and it's not the same. So I think there's a more, a lot more people like that than you think. So sorry, I had to go backwards, but I really wanted to understand that.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, totally. Um, but so, you had asked me um, about you, my background and and
1: how I found yeah, humor. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, about your tra- I mean, I saw that you, uh, you said you had some childhood trauma. If you want to talk about that or basically or about how you found your humor through trauma. Absolutely. There's nothing that you can't
1: ask me and most of it's in my book anyway. <laughs> what happened was I grew up in a traumatic home because my mother was a functioning alcoholic and Now we would know as adults that she was tending to self-medicate her mental imbalance. And she never missed work. She worked really hard. But at night, she was a raging alcoholic who actually physically beat us. And so that meant there would be a figure in the doorway when you're a kid trying to fall asleep. What could be even scarier than that, right? And, And so to this day, I have night frights, even though I know better. But it's just a thing ingrained. But mm-hmm. we found there was a time in my life where as a teenager and being so sad because couldn't have friends over and we were constantly, um, the siblings were always trying to make each other feel better with mm-hmm. jokes and humor. But there was a time I contemplated taking a handful of painkillers. Now, whether that would have actually done me and I don't know, but I do know that that's not a great idea. And mm-hmm. I heard the TV on. And instead of taking this handful of blue pills, I went to the TV because I could hear laughter and I could hear something going on. And it turned out to be the Carol Burnett show. And mm. I loved the Carol Burnett show. And back then you couldn't DVR or even VHS it. You saw it or you didn't right. see it. <laughs> so I wasn't going to miss it. And that saved me. Humor saved my life because there's other times in my life I've been down and I seek humor later in life, I ended up performing in and owning and running a comedy troupe. So we did sketch comedy, much like okay. Carol Burnett, and improvisation and song parodies. And so that became my family, the people who were around me that I could trust on stage, who had my back, who listened to me and who wanted me to look good on stage. That became my family.
0: That's awesome. Um, to be able to Find a uh, family in any sort of way um to help you through um, any sort of trauma or hard time that you're having um, is awesome. um sometimes you can't depend on um your uh, blood family, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. but there is there is always someone or people out there friends who um, could pick up that slack as well,
1: right. Right. And it's, it's who you choose to let in your circle. There are some people who believe family is, you know, it's uncle Frank. He's going to come over and he's going to say inappropriate things and embarrass the crap on Mm -hmm. me, but it's Frank and we have to bring him over. I don't have that in my life. No, no uncle Franks. (laughs) No, you don't get to just come over because you're family or get invited to the wedding because he's family, you know? No. That's
0: awesome. (laughs) And you know, it's like that always, you know, makes me raise an eyebrow when you know someone brings up a concern about a family member and they go oh don't worry about it just like that's just uncle frank he's just that way and it's like no that's that's inappropriate or whatever is happening makes me uncomfortable right i don't care if he's family he should not be here oh my gosh that's exactly it right and it doesn't
1: mean it. it's, he's making my skin crawl. I don't trust him around my kids, but
0: yeah, but he's family.
1: That's, that's a little yeah. cool thinking. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't get to get in my it's house.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's not an excuse. And they say, you know, um, blood is it, thicker than water and it's not. Correct. You know? I'm with because you. Blood can, blood can, blood can hurt you more than a person, more than an enemy can.
1: Worse. Yeah. So I'm with yeah. you. Yep and that's that's what we need to teach you know our kids too is you be careful who you let in your circle and boundaries are so important a friend of mine had a baby recently and mm-hmm. and it's all the the worries about covid and letting people in and i said set your boundaries now because yes. once it's important that you do it right off the bat and people will adjust to it and they will get it but you have to not let people force you to do stuff and Oh, but just let us come in. And then the next thing you know, oh, just let us, you know, stay and breathe on everybody. You know, if it's not comfortable for you, set your boundaries yeah. and stick to it. You know what? If they don't get it, then they shouldn't be in your house.
0: Exactly. Because if you are sitting if you're setting, you know, boundaries, clear boundaries, and someone is disrespecting it, that's not someone who you need to have in your life and around you.
1: Heck no. Certainly not around your new baby.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. Especially
1: in these times. Definitely. Yeah. You set those boundaries right out of the gate. And that is me being in my fifties and her being in her twenties. I said, if somebody would have told me that back then, that would have been really helpful. But you always think, well, it's my mom saying it. So I have to do it. No, no, you are a mama. now. No, you don't. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. the mama. (laughs) Mm
0: Hmm. Yeah, totally. So, um, going back to your mother, um, how did her, um, her addiction to alcohol basically shape who you ultimately became? We had a back and forth relationship
1: where, uh, I would leave her life and then I'd be drawn back in and check on her or do things and then be stuck mm-hmm. being a caregiver and raising my own kids and things like that. It was a difficult mm-hmm. time. And so I would do the boundary thing and then, you know, other people would have to take care of her. But it came time that um, I was checking on her at one time and she was on the floor and unable to get up. And I ended up calling an ambulance and I was Uh so scared because I thought, am I going to have to pay for this? And what if she's mad and all this sort of thing, but it saved her life and she never drank again. And that Mm -hmm. was during Y2K, very scary time. And she had to go through all the detox, and it was tremendous. And she did it, and so we we had a back and forth relationship for a long time, and a very manipulative, very, um, I suppose, mm-hmm. narcissistic. So when I when I was raising my own kids, I just knew what I didn't want around me. And she was a good grandma, and then all of a sudden it didn't work out. So I mean, just this back and forth. It's again about choices and not excuses. Just knowing deep down, trusting your gut and. Choosing those who you do want in your life.
0: Hey, everyone. I want to take a brief break from this episode to introduce you to a new podcast. It's called Society of Strife, hosted by Bob Ian. This show covers every aspect of human conflict from war, genocide, massacres, terrorists, serial killers, even cannibalists. New episodes premiere every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Please check it out. Thanks. Back to the episode. Yes, that is so true and you know, moms are you know, you need your father uh you know in your life that I feel that is very important um for a a girl or a boy but um having your mom is almost more you know important to have that maternal um just love around you and that support. Mm-hmm. Um and it is really and I feel really bad for uh people and children um Teenagers, whoever, um, who have had parents who have been um, struggling or who have struggled with um, addiction in any way or um, have made their home life difficult um, because, you know, your parents are everything to you. And so, you know, when you don't have them,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, really present in your life, that can have a really lasting effect on it.
1: And back when I was in my situation, you didn't have people checking in or doing welfare checks the teachers yes. didn't mm-hmm. didn't notice if you weren't eating right or you were in the same clothes or you looked really tired that there wasn't i work in a police department in the day now in records and i do get to see how much good there is for the families who might be having a similar struggle where adults do have mm-hmm. a better grip on hmm you know little sally doesn't seem like she's quite been right this week and can somebody see what's going on at home and we didn't have that. So a portion of the proceeds from my book goes to a program like that in my local area because I wanted to give back because awesome. they weren't around when I was going through the struggle. People would just, mm-hmm. you know, you don't you don't get in their business. That's that's over there in their house. You know, just like writing the book, my dad was like, Why do you want to put that out there? And I said, But there's a lot of funny in here. Yeah. You know, this conversation isn't showing my humor side, but I definitely have. <laughs> humor. I've got a comedy album out, you know, of telemarketer calls. Oh, awesome. yeah, I've got all the humor, but you and I just happen to have glommed onto the family stuff, which is so important for other people to know they're not alone. And if you do notice something in a child, trust your gut and maybe gently find out from a professional or somebody who knows them. And I'm not saying getting people's business, but if you think something's wrong, mm-hmm. it very well could be. So check with their teacher. and
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: That would have been helpful. Yes,
0: it. it- Yes, if you see something, please speak up. You don't have to physically go and try to do something, uh, but, you know, uh, talk to the school, talk to the police, you know, hey, I've noticed something, you know, Um, you might want to go check on this child, you know, they might be, you know, in danger, they might be in need of some serious help. So yes, that is very true. Um, so I, yes, I do want to, I don't want to stay too, uh, serious (laughs) on this topic. Um, so I, I want to move into, you said you're, you are a prankster, a big prankster, and you like to, um, you like dares as well, um, doing them, or you like, um, uh, asking others to do dares?
1: D, all of the above.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Pranks and dares get your heart rate going. The health of humor is with laughter. We raise endorphins. We lower our blood pressure. We release yes. serotonin, which is a natural antidepressant. It is the best healthcare, most affordable that we would have. And so laughter is a connector. When when we're all together at a store or somewhere in public, it doesn't matter about age or gender or ethnicity or any of that, if we see something funny like a, a parade of T Rex costumes going by, that's going to get our attention. It and yes. humor draws mm-hmm. our full attention. And in that moment, those of us who just witnessed that all have this moment of laughter, I'm certain. And our next experience, mm-hmm. if you are in the store and you go to the checkout or something, that next experience is also joyful so it's this ripple effect that just imagine the pebble in the pond but it's all laughter and joy spreading to your next interaction it's just the most beautiful thing and i did this project in bravery where i dared myself to approach these two girls in their 20s that had ice cream cones really big waffle cones and Mm -hmm. one was bright pink and one was bright blue and they were doing selfies and i approached them and i said hey, can we get a selfie? They don't know me. And they're like, oh, right. sure. And I threw in there, just popped in my head. Let's not smile. Let's be serious. Because how ridiculous <laughs> to be holding ice cream and not be laughing or smiling. You cannot eat ice cream right. and not be happy. It just is. Right. Unless it's you know a breakup and you're eating out of the tub, watching Lifetime Network. But this right. is the joyful ice cream kind of thing. And so then I said all right but we can't smile and here's the countdown timer on my phone going from three to one and we did this straight face and then we burst out laughing and it was so so silly and funny and then I ended up doing that more and more and I would put them on my Facebook page as hashtag serious selfie with strangers and oh I had some of the pictures in my book and one of the moms ended up connecting with me Turns out we we knew each other sort of through other friends. And so we all got together and we had coffee and there was like 10 of us at this table. And then we went to the secondhand store nearby and we were singing songs and we were telling the clerk we were all in a musical together. And it was just a (laughs) true connection through being silly, daring myself and being brave enough to ask and getting my head out of my phone. Right. Except for using it for the pick. I have so many stories (laughs) about these serious selfies where I made actual lasting friendships. And that's why I say dare yourself daily. It doesn't have to be about talking to a stranger. It could be, I'm gonna put on my shoes and walk to the mailbox today, or I'm gonna jump out of an airplane next month, you know, or or what could be, I'm gonna try pineapple on pizza. Ooh, that's such a that's such a hot topic. But it's it's the big (laughs) and the little because when you you know all right i'm going to do yoga every morning mm, then it's the morning uh but i dared myself and i have to do it well once you put on the workout clothes you pretty much can do the next step so it's little baby steps to get you to the bigger step and i also encourage people to reach out to their friends now more than ever and yes. especially just to say i thought of you and it seems like yes. the more i do this the more people i think of and i just send the random text hey i thought of you today and I just thought you should know, I smiled. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not asking you how you mm-hmm. are because who wants to answer that? And a right. makeup statistic is 74% of people respond, I needed that just then. But in honesty, people respond yes. often and they say, wow, I needed that just now. So I wonder sometimes, am I thinking of somebody because they needed that, you know? Or is it just this random thing and it's always you nice know? to hear?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, we're all, you know, connected and, you know, you'll think about something and then, uh, you're just, like you said, you'll think about someone, you know, I was thinking about you today. I just want to say, hi, how are you doing? It was like, oh I, yeah, I, I'm doing fine or, um, this happened and, um, thank you for reaching right. out. And it's, it's, it's so interesting how, how that works, how the universe has a weird way of of having you connect with people uh, that need your interaction at that moment.
1: Yeah. And maybe it, it, maybe things aren't so random or by chance. It's just that we are taught from Mm -hmm. young on that we need to learn it off the computer or in a book to believe it. But what if, what if we turn that stuff off and walk in silence or drive in silence or a lot of my best thoughts come out of the shower because that is when most things are off. Yes, yes. And you know, it's just the matter of listening to your body. Think about animals that just walk into the woods and they, the mama deer pops out the baby fawn and just knows to eat the placenta. It's like, she didn't read the book, how to pop out a fawn in the woods. <laughs> you know, she just
0: knew like, uh-huh. this is what we do. It's just <laughs> yeah, natural. Right? So yep. if we would tap mm-hmm. into that
1: more, it's there, but we just have to listen and
0: yeah. Oh, it's totally! It is totally there. I agree with you, uh, to the utmost about <laughs> that. Um, what what is the best prank I guess you've ever pulled or, um, that's ever been pulled on you? Mm.
1: Um, I'm on my third husband. I I keep wearing them out. My first husband. Pulled a wonderful surprise party on me, and I was very pregnant. And he told me we're just running upstairs from my friend's restaurant to pick up something for them. And I was like, "I'm not doing those mm-hmm. stairs." And it was a big surprise party, and he had my drums set up because we were in a band at that time. And that was a big one. That was right. a big ding deal. Um, but I like to pull the pranks more so because I'm pretty badass that way. So I work with police during the day and I still pick on them. And it's funny because they really don't react because they're trained so well to not react to stuff. And right. so my husband's like, mm-hmm. you're going to end up, you know, getting punched or worse. And I'm like, but what a great story. Cause that's how weird I am. And then make a great story. She died doing something she loved when she jumped out from around that corner and got, you know, punched, whatever. But yeah, I did. I did <laughs> that to an officer. I came around the corner with a piece of paper and like crunched it up by his head because he's a big guy. And he raised a fist mm-hmm. out of reaction. But within that same second, oh. he never struck me. And all he did was keep walking mm-hmm. and his body trapped me between the wall. And I just slid down the wall and fell on my butt. And it's funny, except I fractured my tailbone. So he broke my butt. Oh, that's and oh God, it, no, but it really no. wasn't him, and to this day, I'll never do that to him again. But <laughs> it—I would still. <laughs> I, I have to say, I—I still scared officers. I think I have. I pretend like I have, but I'd say getting my kids up for school on a day that it wasn't school was a really good one, and took them to school. And Oh my like, goodness! You know what? That's, That's weird. Funny. There's no other cars here, and it was like, oh, we must be early, which was not a thing that I did, and. Then they were like, wait a second. And I made them take a picture in the empty lot and they were just like doing the pouty face and but then I took them out for pancakes. It was a really fun (laughs) breakfast as I recall. But that's you made it up today. (laughs) But I would use them in these pranks. Like at the mall, we'd I'd see a a friend I knew and I would hide behind a kiosk and and if I did this to my boys, they knew that I knew them. Okay. So I'm not not that bad of a parent. And they were young and cute. Now they're in their (laughs) twenties and cute. But I would send them over and I'd say, see that guy over there in the blue shirt? Go ask him for five bucks. And it was a friend of mine, but he didn't see me and he didn't know that was my kids. Hey, mister, can I have five bucks? And he was looking around and he's like, (laughs) where's your parents? You know, it was, we talked about that for forever. Every time he saw me, he would tell anybody that would listen about that, how these kids came up trying to beg money and. So there's been little ones, there's been big ones, and it it brings joy. <laughs> and when you raise endorphins like that, and again, it's laughter in the moment, it's stories down the
0: line. So have you ever done yes. one or had one done to you? Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think I, okay, so I, I've never been pranked per se, but um, I have a co-worker who uh, has been pranked. She's a very prankable and very easy <laughs> She's to prank. Prankable. I love that. Uh, <laughs> so so you know, I I work at HR, so you know, um, we have important information on our computers. And so when you leave your computer, you leave your desk, you're supposed to lock mm-hmm. your computer. So, you know, she um forgets to lock her computer sometimes. So what we would do is we would uh we would have one person look out, be a lookout, and then one of us would go. One of us, one of us would go to her computer, and we would um, search up like scary images. Like we, the image we love, the, <laughs> the image we love to use the most was the um, oh my gosh, the Exorcist, and 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 we would put it as her as her um, yes. home screen. So like when she logged back in, it would pop up. So she would come back like from the bathroom or from getting some water, blah, 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 blah. and then she'd sit down and and uh, log on and like jump out of her seat like you guys. <laughs> We're like lock your computer next time. So oh yeah, God. it was funny every every single oh time. God. One time we put tape like underneath her uh, her mouse <laughs> and then stuck it stuck it to the desk, and she's like, "What is on? What is my mouse?" <laughs> So she was she is very prankable so uh, we had we we had had some good pranks on her we did wow <laughs> and that's
1: that's the thing that working in an office you should never share what you're afraid of if you say it's clowns, you're going to get yes. the clown screensaver <laughs> and if you say it's spiders you're going to have plastic spiders in your drawer so never share what you're afraid of yeah i always say i'm afraid of twenty dollar bills but it yes. hasn't worked
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I, I have yeah. Please, 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 please give them to no, me. I'm so
1: afraid <laughs> if you leave those all over my desk. Oh
0: my gosh! Yes, I would just freak <laughs> out. I guess we can try that. Oh my gosh! So back to um, you mentioned three husbands. Yes. Can we get a little bit into that? Three mm-hmm. Married three times. Yes.
1: And friends with my exes. How does, that, <laughs> how,
0: does that, <laughs> how
1: does that happen? Well, it is just that I was with my first husband since I was 17. And we were living together a mm-hmm. long time and then married a while. And then finally in our 30s had our first son and then our second son two years later. And it just was not compatible anymore and I don't know if kids just changed our dynamic I mean we taught karate all day so you're around kids and now you got kids and I don't know he's a great dude he is um, a badass uh, karate instructor he's still teaching karate and has so many so many black belt right. levels and he's he's a very good man but just didn't want to we just decided not to live together I remember being at the counselor and And they said, you know, some relationships, and I thought this was a beautiful statement. Some relationships, if you look at them at a broken bone, when you reset a broken bone, oftentimes that bone is stronger than it was when it was broken. It can heal stronger. That's true. But we went outside and we're like, that was a beautiful Mm -hmm. statement. But yeah, we're getting divorced. I remember that clearly. (laughs) I love the bone thing, but (laughs) really, this is it. But, yeah, And good. we figured out co-parenting. And when I got remarried, the second time was to an entertainer that um, we ended up, you know, he helped me with the karate, the comedy troupe and we had that going and we stopped the payments for child support coming out of his check because we were two people co-parenting. So, you know, why take all his money? And so there was just this beautiful friendship of, all right, you know, I didn't even have the thing set up where you, your kids have to be certain places at certain times. We were just like, hey, how's this weekend for you? So it Uh was just like, we were off the charts, kind to each other and the things that, you know, working in a police department now, you don't don't often see that story. And um, so then when I connected with my third hubby, um, I actually knew him for a long time. I used to DJ at his company and we reconnected through comedy and it turned out we were both going through divorce And didn't know the other one was because you don't talk about it when you're in a show. That's not cool. You leave all your home stuff outside the theater, you know, when you've got a show to go on. The good troops do that. And so we eventually figured out we were both going through divorce and I chased him down. So, yeah, that's that story. And so then I helped raise his three sons. So we had five together for a while.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, but, wow. But I, but we've known each other's
1: kids forever. So that, that was the coolest part. You know, it's like reconnecting with an old friend is what that was.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's nice. So, it so it sounds like there's no um married three times. Usually uh someone is married three times, uh it's uh, the person sounds right. kind of bitter, but you you sound like you, you just um, every relationship, uh, you know, you gained, um, you know, friends and you gained a lifelong, you know, uh, even if you're not in a relationship with them, you know, people that you get along with, you know, even not being together right. in that way. I, and I think
1: friendships are that way. If we really look at it, some people are lucky enough to say, she's been my best friend since second grade or something like that. But look how many friends come and go. And that's okay. Right. It's okay to ebb and flow. My, my um, interests have changed over the years. My energy has changed over the years. And uh, that's not true. I'm still hyper. But you know, you, you wouldn't keep <laughs> reading just one author every single day, generally. You, you switch your books, you switch your reading, right. you switch your TV shows just to mix it up. And that's the way friendships are. And it's okay. A friend can come and go. And there, you know, there's that beautiful saying that I won't be able to quote something about there's a reason and a season and, you know, people come and go. Oh,
0: yeah. I think
1: I'm not a loon. I don't, uh, loon being a bird. I don't mate for life, (laughs) but I keep my (laughs) friends because, you know, you never know when you want all the husbands around to help move the heavy stuff. So keep the whole set, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but only stay married to one and. You know, and you're right. I'm not bitter and nor are they. I call myself easy to divorce. I'm, of course, making fun of myself on the constant. But I think when people are bitter, they didn't finish. They didn't see it through. They didn't have a good. You're still holding something. And why? Why? So that's what they would need to work through. Mm -hmm. And even at work, I've said to people when they're fighting about, well, they're supposed to bring their kids and, and this sort of thing, and which is not a criminal thing, but they still call the police. You have to talk them through it. And there's been times, even as, <laughs> even as just not being an officer, I've said, if you made a baby with someone, you are connected for life. You better figure it out. <laughs> and that's after they've yelled at me. But if you make a baby with somebody, you are connected for life. Not till they're 18. For that's so life. Yes. <laughs> One night of yes. partying could connect you to and somebody yeah, and you I, don't I, like. I, for life.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I, you know, I, I try to tell that to friends and, you know, the family all the time that, you know, you, you know, know who you're having a child with, because just like you said, uh, you're going to be connected with Absolutely. them for the rest of your life. You know, it doesn't stop. At, it doesn't stop at 18. You're going to be connected for the rest of your life and you have to get along for the sake of the child. Like there's no you know you want you know your child's father or your child's mother either way you know to mm-hmm. be in their lives you know so you know, you're going to have to or it's going to be very expensive out.
1: and ugly figure. and and how good is <laughs> that for the kids
0: <laughs> yes and kids it's going to make it work on. just like a yeah. dog
1: knows when you're thinking about dinner a child knows when you have animosity and and hatred and all this and uh, you want your kids to they're they're going to copy yes. you
0: they're watching you (laughs) oh yes they you know kids see dysfunction they they follow that dysfunction you know and 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 carry it into their relationships you know in their life and you know that's not fair lead as lead you know by example for your kids you know even if you're feeling a particular way about you know your ex-spouse you know if you know keep that you know to yourself and to you know that situation. Don't bring your children into that situation right. where they don't belong. Yeah, they're the innocent. you know yeah. Just parent. Just right. parent, you know. For sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this has been um I first I just want to say thank you for um I know it's been sort of a a, a game of tag and trying to like connect with you to um, to get you on an episode, but I'm so glad that we were able to oh, make it Oh, you are happen, so gracious
1: so. to move things for me, and you are great on uh, connecting, so I am very honored that you asked me to be on your show. You are just a, a cool human.
0: Thank you. You are a cool human as well. Um, I can't wait to have you on another episode, um, but before we end, I just want to ask, do you have anything you want to promote? Um your podcast please promote your podcast as well as your books and um uh, are you still doing comedy do you do stand-up or or I was just doing a sketch
1: comedy shows and producing the shows and that was a big big deal and I had narrowed that down right before COVID so oh, it was a nice. year ago January where I said you know this has been 20 years so I'm gonna take a break this year and oh the universe said you sure are <laughs> so um but I am a speaker right I'm a business humorist And I'm a creative director, a creative coach, whatever somebody needs for ideas, whether you need to get a book launched, and we want creative ideas for that or how to get your team connected or you just want to have a fun, humorous breakout. I play my prank phone calls of telemarketers trying to get a hold of me. So, yeah, I've got that album out there. That's called Fun on the (laughs) Phone and it's called P-H-U-N, Fun on the Phone. You can find it on iTunes and add Lisa David Olson probably. Yeah, I've got... My book, my journal, and I've got a group on Facebook that I'd like everybody to join, and it's called Counterclockwise, and it's all humor. There's no politics, and it's not naughty stuff. It's just silly humor where we can interact with each other and and do puns and silly stuff. So, join Counterclockwise, and I'm giving a TEDx talk in April, which is humor month, and I'm dang excited about that. So. Just oh, watch my Facebook page. Yeah, find me on nice. uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Lisa David Olson. And if you're interested, then you'll find out my talk is Seeking Humor and Finding Bravery.
0: Nice. Oh, my gosh. I cannot <laughs> You're wait. so sweet. Awesome. <laughs> so... Um, Again, thank you for um, joining me in this episode. And then you're welcome back anytime, uh, Lisa. Thank you. This has been awesome.